0: It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Monday, July 24th. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. July is usually commercial fishermen's time to shine, but this year a crucial component is missing. The California report investigates the dwindling numbers of fish off the state's coast. In National Native News, a documentary highlighting missing and murdered indigenous people wins big at the Oregon Documentary Film Festival. Then we've got a look at your local news and weather forecast. And Sid Brown from the Sierra Gold Parks Foundation takes us on a walk in the park. Our guide has the latest intel on Western Nevada County's three state parks. This is the
1: California Report. I'm Maddie Bolaños in San Francisco. After facing pushback from the state over its failure to adopt a social studies curriculum, the Temecula Valley Unified School Board reversed course late Friday night, approving instructional materials that meet state standards. At issue were textbooks that mention gay rights activist Harvey Milk. At least two board members made the baseless claim that Milk was a pedophile. But after the state threatened to fine the Riverside County District more than a million dollars, the board voted unanimously to approve the textbook, just in time for the start of school. Board President Joseph Komrosky, who had been against the curriculum, said the threats from Governor Newsom were not part of his decision.
2: I was voted in as a trustee. Now I'm a board member. I will make my decisions. I don't care what you do at the state level. I'm glad you're concerned about districts, and I'm glad you're concerned about education. All I'm saying is it had nothing to do with Governor Newsom. Our kids need an education. They need curriculum. They need it. We have to provide it.
1: In a statement, Newsom said, Fortunately, now students will receive the basic materials needed to learn. Much of California continues to buckle under a sweltering heat wave with no end in sight. But the state's epic snowpack isn't going anywhere just yet. KVPR's Joshua Yeager brings us the latest on the slow Sierra Nevada snowmelt.
3: If you can stomach Yosemite National Park's bumper-to-bumper traffic, you'll be greeted with as much as five feet of snow at its eastern entrance. It's just one symptom of the state's very unusual water year. David Rosardo is a hydrology manager with the state's Department of Water Resources.
4: There's
5: still quite a bit of
4: snow for this time of the year, uh, especially in the central and southern Sierra Nevada. Despite the snow and heat, he says there's
3: little chance of flooding. The snowpack is much smaller than it was a few months ago at its peak.
2: It sort of run out of fuel to really drive the much, much higher inflows to the reservoirs.
3: Officials say the real danger is in the state's fast-moving rivers and creeks, where even strong swimmers can get swept away. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager in Bakersfield.
1: July, the height of summer, is supposed to be the good times for fishermen.
6: There's an absence on the docks in San Francisco. There's an absence in our markets because there's no fish in the ocean. Why are there no fish in the ocean this year? Because there's no fish in the river.
1: That's Sarah Bates, who fishes commercially out of San Francisco. But this year, there's no fresh locally caught salmon. The season was closed. So few adult fish are now in the ocean off the California coast, fisheries managers decided they all were needed to return to their natal streams and spawn. KQED science reporter Danielle Venton recently published an investigation into the causes for the season's closure and joins me now. Hi, Danielle.
6: Hi, Maddie. So what did you find? Well, I found that these fish have really been dealt what you could think of as a one, two, three punch. Specifically, one, we have had more than a century of building dams and roads that have cut fish off from habitat. That's part of this long-term decline that we've seen. More recently, climate change-fueled droughts have accelerated, and that has prompted rules about how much water fish should have access to and what temperature it should be to be waived for multiple years. And we are also seeing that in this year, the third factor, that there have been years of little to no regulatory action on protecting river health in the Bay and Delta. So are you saying that this was inevitable? Well, that is certainly how state officials have painted it. However, I spoke with a broad coalition of tribal nations, fishermen's associations, environmental justice groups, and conservation groups, and they say no, what this shows is that we didn't learn from the last time that a closure was necessary. That this closure is a result of state policies, which they say have been inadequate for decades, and that has also gotten worse under the current Newsom administration. Recently, this coalition held a rally on the steps of the state capitol, and here's how John Rosenfield defined the problem. He's a senior scientist with San Francisco Baykeeper. So while Governor Newsom and major water diverters like to blame the demise of rivers and fish on droughts wrought by nature, the truth is that our water problems are caused by unsustainable water diversions. So Rosenfield really points to poor oversight and a willingness of the state government to waive environmental regulations as key reasons for this season's closure.
1: And what has the closure of the season meant for communities that rely on it?
6: Closure has meant hundreds of millions of dollars in lost revenue. It's been really hard for coastal towns. But declining salmon numbers hit tribal communities the hardest, For many nations, these fish are integral to their beliefs, their diets, their rituals. One of the speakers at the rally that I mentioned was Jason Jackson Reed, and he's a member of the Hoopa Valley tribe. Here's how he put it.
5: Our social well-being and our physical, our cultural, our spiritual well-being, it all runs parallel to the salmon. And if the salmon aren't doing good, we're not doing good.
6: So what are tribes asking for then? Well, they want to be at the table when decisions are being made. They say the state is cutting them out of that process. In fact, some tribes and groups in the Delta and along the Sacramento River feel so neglected by the state and feel that water conditions have gotten so bad that it's a violation of their civil rights. Um, So they're petitioning the Environmental Protection Agency to step in and enforce the Clean Water Act. Last I heard, the EPA was engaging with tribes and trying to determine exactly where their authority lies in this matter.
1: Thank you, Danielle. That was KQED science reporter Danielle Venton. You can read her full piece, What Happened to California's Salmon Season This Year, online at kqed.org science. And I'll also tweet out the link this morning.
0: Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And... Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org.
1: And that's the California Report for Monday, July 24th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños.
0: Thanks for listening and have a great day. As Barbie and Oppenheimer take up all the oxygen in the room with their huge opening weekend, another film is celebrating a win of its own. Today's National Native News looks at a documentary following the saga of four women who represent a crisis-plaguing Indigenous communities.
3: This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. A Wind River-made documentary highlighting missing and murdered Indigenous people won big recently in a film festival. Wyoming Public Radio's Hannah Haberman reports. Who She Is recently won Best Animated Film at the Oregon Documentary Film Festival. The documentary brings faces and voices to four indigenous women caught in the MMIP epidemic, Sheila, Leela, Jocelyn, and Abby. It aims to humanize the people behind the statistics. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, Native American women are murdered at a rate 10 times higher than the national average. Co-producer Jordan Dresser, who is Northern Arapaho, said the film's team intentionally chose to make an animated documentary to help bring each woman alive.
5: It's important to know the people who are victims of it and what's happening to them, like the actual people who get
6: murdered, you know, and actual people who survive it. I think it's very important that we always allow them to have a space to tell their stories in good ways.
3: The film was co-produced by Dresser and Sophie Barksdale, with animation by Ojibwe artist Jonathan Thunder and Casper-based artist Tony Elmore. I'm Hannah Haberman communities across Alaska's North Slope are mourning the loss of Craig George, who recently died in a rafting accident. At the age of 70, George was more than just a scientist to the Inupiaq of Utqiaġvik, called Barrow when he arrived in 1977. He would become one of the world's experts on bowhead wells, and as KMBA's Rhonda McBride reports, so respected he was made an honorary welling captain.
4: Keep on waiting.
2: Among the many tributes to Craig George on Facebook, you'll find different recordings of him singing this song, which he wrote to celebrate whaling. For Craig George, bowhead whales were more than about research.
5: It's hard to measure the complete impact that Craig had on our lives. Richard
2: Glenn, an Inupiaq whaler and longtime friend, says he admired George's holistic approach to science, that he learned about seals, birds, everything connected to the world of the whale, including people.
5: I think the world has yet to realize after a career of 50 years almost, what we feel.
2: George was part of a group of scientists who challenged the status quo and went on to prove that native whalers had a better understanding of how to accurately track the whale population than Western
5: science. When the world might have been focused against them, These gentlemen spent their careers corroborating traditional knowledge about the movement of animals, about the population.
2: George would often say he received more from the Inupiat than he could ever possibly give back.
5: And yet we know he's given back so much, taken our traditional knowledge and to the world stage and defended it. Richard Glenn says
2: Craig George left a body of knowledge that will help North Slope whalers now and into the future do just what his song says. In Anchorage, I'm Rhonda McBride.
3: No remains were found at a former Indian boarding school in Genoa, Nebraska, after a two-week archaeological dig, the Associated Press reports. The team, led by the state's archaeologist, will now examine data and consider next steps. They also plan to hold a virtual meeting this week with tribal representatives from across the country. I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
5: National Native News is produced by Kiwanek Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Is your tank empty? There's another gas you should be worried about. Carbon monoxide can kill in minutes, but you can stay safe by placing CO alarms in your home. Support by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Ready to start, manage, or grow your small business? The U.S.
0: Small Business Administration can help with advice and resources. See what
5: SBA can do for you. Go to sba.gov start. Native Voice 1, the Native American Radio Network.
0: Now let's take a look at your local news. Nevada County Library's Summer Learning Celebration kicks into high gear this Saturday, July 29th. Free snow cones will be handed out while local performers Izzy Tuinski and Shy Hoops Hula Hoops take center stage at the Madeline Helling Library in Nevada City from 1 to 3 p.m. In a press release about their summer learning, the Nevada County Library says it's not too late to join the program. For those wishing to get involved, stop by your local library to pick up a reading log or download the Beanstack app to participate digitally. And if you have any questions, a library worker can help you with the app. This year's Summer Learning Program challenges kids and teens to read 15 minutes a day and get in touch with your creative side through a series of activities, such as writing a poem or song, creating your own dance move, building something, or writing a letter to a local official. In addition to the upcoming Summer Reading Learning Celebration, the Grass Valley Library Branch will host the Tahoe National Forest this Friday, July 28th at 11 a.m. The Tahoe National Forest will present on the importance of pollinators, and event attendees will be able to meet some special pollinators that call Tahoe National Forest home. Renters and homeowners in 14 counties, including Nevada County, who've been impacted by the February and March storms, now have more time to sign up for federal disaster assistance. As the KVMR News Desk previously reported, the deadline to apply for FEMA assistance has been extended to September 1st. The Federal Disaster Declaration covers damage caused by severe winter storms, straight-line winds, flooding, landslides, and mudslides between February 21st and July 10th. FEMA's Individuals and Households Program may provide disaster assistance for home repairs, rental assistance for temporary housing, essential personal property, disaster-related medical and dental care, funeral expenses, transportation, and child care. You can apply for FEMA online at disasterassistance.gov through the FEMA mobile app or by calling FEMA at 800-621-3362. Now let's take a look at your local forecast from the National Weather Service. Low pressure from the Gulf of Alaska moves into the Pacific Northwest today. What does that mean for our listening area? A cooling trend. Morning temperatures will be around 5 to 10 degrees cooler than we experienced over the weekend. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight clear with a low around 62. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 93. Tuesday night will be mostly clear with a low around 64 degrees. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight mostly clear with a low around 48. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 82. Tuesday night will be mostly clear with a low around 50 degrees. Winds up to 15 miles per hour throughout the day. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight clear with a low around 61. Tuesday, sunny and hot with a high near 98. Tuesday night will be mostly clear with a low around 64 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Sierra Gold Parks Foundation board member Sid Brown is back with the latest on Western Nevada County's three state parks. Don't miss Sid's intel on what to expect from the great outdoors as we soak up peak summer.
4: I have some wonderful updates to share with you and some guidance and reflections on on how to enjoy our Western Nevada County state park units. I think everybody is aware that we've had quite the heat wave, all kinds of ways to mitigate the, the stress that your body endures under extreme heat. Number one, of course, stay out of the heat. Number two, hydrate, uh, find shade, don't overexert, and we'll go with it. You know, we live in a beautiful part of the country where we have four seasons and our summers are hot. But thankfully, right now, we have those beautiful blue skies, and the water certainly helps to to cool off when you get warm. We never say that it's safe to go to the river, but certainly the flows are down, and we want people to make sure to stay within their comfort level. And when you go to recreate at the river, please be advised that everyone is there for a little bit of a refuge and a retreat, um we do try to encourage people to to not bring their bluetooth speakers and to be conscious and aware of the other people trying to enjoy the beauty and the serenity that we get when we experience flowing water, beautiful smooth rocks and gorgeous trees and vegetation. You know, it's interesting there are still some flowers in bloom even in this mid midsummer time. So uh, watch for those flowers. They do come out at different times, different species, and it's always a joy to see nature's uh, dress-up, if you will. I'm starting with the river because River, uh, South Yuba River, is a very strong magnet, not just for our local community, but for the greater area of um, Northern California even. So please remember to take precautions about the heat bring plenty of water, and make plans to remove all your own trash. Leave no trace. Not all the areas have trash uh, services and pickups, so please be responsible and take care of your own little impact on the environment. So that's it for South Yuba, but I do want you to know that the Jones Bar Trail, accessed from Independence Trail, has been opened as well as Independence Trail East. And the um, park trail staff and maintenance have been hard at work uh, working on the trails and making them accessible. So check out those trails if you haven't been there in a while. Well, the Nevada County Fair is coming up August 9th through 13th and we will have Sierra Gold Parks Foundation and State Parks will have a booth there, and there will be gold panning demonstrations and experiences available from 10 to 5 every day of the fair. That's August 9 through 13. And the Adventure Pass program, which is a statewide program for all fourth graders and their families, Um, those who were in fourth grade this past school year, um, still can take advantage of the Adventure Pass program through August 31st, and that enables the fourth grader and their family free entry to 19 of California's state park system units, and Empire Mine is one of those 19. Also, I would want to remind folks that there's a great state parks and California library program where you can check out outdoor gear as well as a state park day use pass from the local library. I know they have them at the Madeline Helling Library and the Grass Valley Royce Library. So if you have a library card, you can use it to do more than check out a book or music. You can check out a state park day use pass. We really want to make sure that there are no barriers to people visiting our state parks. And at Empire Mine, we have a program going on throughout 2023, and that is the Interpretive Master Plan. We are seeking stakeholder and resident and user and interested parties input to the programs that we now offer at Empire Mine State Historic Park, perhaps things that we did in the past or that you would like to see done in the future. If you want to know more about that, there is a meeting coming up, and that is August 10th at 10 o'clock at Empire Mine State Historic Park at the docent room. So let your great ideas be heard. You have lots of willing ears to hear your input. And then at Empire Mine, we do have a very special event coming up Saturday, August 26th, from 11 till 4. And that is the Miner's Picnic. That's the one day a year that the public is invited into the historic grounds where they can share and have their picnic inside the historic core. And that event really is a long tradition where when that mine was active, the widows and orphans of miners were welcomed into the grounds and they would have a special picnic and fundraiser for them. And we kind of honor that history with inviting everybody to miners' picnic. We will have Um, a couple of vendors available with ice cream and hot dogs, and there will be kids' games and activities, mining-related and historic activities, and people will be in costume. It should be a very fun day, and that event is Saturday, August 26th, from 11 till 4. Well, that's it for now. Please enjoy your outdoor time here in Nevada County. We welcome your ideas and want to underscore the idea that Sierra Gold Parks Foundation, which I am on the board for, we exist to support state parks. And, of course, state parks exist to support the public and nature and the interaction of nature with people. So appreciate your parks, appreciate nature, and we'll see you out on the trails.
0: That's our newscast for Monday, July 24th. You can listen to the extended version of A Walk in the Park on our webpage, kvmr.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Milkman Toner Company. Providing local hometown service for network printers, copiers, and scanners. Carrying remanufactured toner cartridges with printer support. Serving Northern California counties from San Francisco to Lake Tahoe. MilkmanCompany.com. And Rental Guys, now at 302 Railroad Avenue, Grass Valley. Providing equipment rentals from home projects to large scale construction and project sizes in between. Family owned and operated since 1959. RentalGuys.com. Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director, Claudio Mendoza. As always, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Join us Tuesday at six for another edition of the KVMR Evening News.